to the Generous Marriage Podcast. Fight less, feel appreciated, and have a deeper connection with your spouse. And now your hosts, Shachar Erez and Ziv Raviv. Hello, welcome to the Generous Marriage Podcast. I'm Shachar Erez. And my co-host, Ziv Raviv, cannot join us tonight. He's on vacation, but I'm super excited to have Bella Rose with us. Hi, Bella. Hello. How are you? Doing great. Doing great. That's great. I'm so excited to have you with us. I'm going to introduce you briefly, all right? So Bella Rose's vision is for an intimately generous, playful, and purposeful marriage in every family. She's an internationally, internationally acclaimed author, intimacy coach, and founder of the Delight Your Marriage podcast, heard in 155 countries worldwide, and awarded the 19th of the top 30 relationship podcasts out there. She coaches one-on-one and groups of men and women to become more unified in their marital intimacy, loving in the way that their spouse receives love. That's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on, Shekhar. Yeah, yeah. It. Yeah, thank you for coming. So, you know, there, there's a myth or there's a belief. I think it's a myth, but let's see what you think, that, that, that after marriage, passion goes down. Mm. What do you think about that? Yeah. Yeah, well, I definitely think it is a very wide-held belief, for sure. And I think it is reality for a lot of couples. I do think that it absolutely doesn't have to be the case, hmm. but I think that it requires intentionality to make sure that it's not the case. Yeah. Intentionality, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So what I find, so I work with uh, either groups of husbands or one-on-one with husbands or one-on-one with wives or groups of wives. So I never work with couples together because I really focus on training each spouse separately. And then they kind of game day is when they're actually together. So I would, if I'm only working with one of the spouses, sometimes I work with both of the spouses at the same time, but separately, if I'm only working with one of them, I'd help them to understand how can we shift this? You know, if passion has gone down from the first couple of years, but it can be for many reasons. It can be for, because they had kids. It can be because just life got busy and normal and kind of taking each other for granted and those kinds of things. So we need to really focus on the difference between what a wife needs and the difference between what a husband needs. And then we work with the spouse to figure out how do you fill up your spouse so they naturally respond to love you in the way that you receive love. So there are differences that are common or that's just like a specific difference for every couple? How do you see that? Yeah, for for me, what I really focus on is essential intimacy framework, which is this idea that there are essential needs for a wife or essential needs for a husband. Mm. And when those are filled generously, which I love the generous marriage, your business here is when that's filled, everything else, your your natural inclination is to fill up your spouse. So yeah, I think they're they're really across the board, there's so much that can be kind of categorized in some umbrella framework, if you will. Mm-hmm. Can you mention those differences? Yes, I would love to. So um, I know that a lot of your audience are men, right? So I want to focus on what do men, what's the essentials for men to feel fulfilled in their marriage? So the first one is respect. 
right? To, to not be controlled, to feel free, to feel fully who they are in their marriage. The second one is actually to be admired, that they feel like they're enough for this world. Their wife notices the really amazing qualities of who they are. And then the third piece is wholehearted sexual intimacy. And, you know, that means that it's not just checking a box. It's not a duty. It is a free, wonderful, joyful part of their relationship, which is not confined to the bedroom. It includes all sorts of variety. It includes all sorts of visuals. It includes all sorts of fierceness. And that is really what men are craving to be fulfilled in their marriage. So does that feel right, Shakhar? Does yeah, that feel like on much. target? <laughs> okay. Yeah, very much. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So um, hopefully I've gotten the men that are listening on board with uh, with that piece. So hear me out for what, what your wife is really craving yeah. is, first of all, to be known. You know, that the reality that she is unique from every other woman, not just physically unique and, and beautiful and, and designed in a very wonderful way, but unique in her heart, like who she is as a woman, who she, what's, what's she passionate about? What does she like? What does she dislike? What is her, what are her favorite things? What is she actually really good at? What are the strengths that she is? A wife wants to know that you notice those things and you care about those things in her heart. So known as the first one. The second one is safe, that she feels like she's not pressured, she's not pushed, she's not forced into whether it's sex, whether it's high expectations of what he wants from her, whether it's, uh, you know, there's so many, whether it's addictions that he has from pornography to alcohol, like those things cause her to feel unsafe. And so when she feels safe, she's actually going to move towards him through whether it's intimacy, through respect, through admiration. So safety is key and huge. And I think a lot of men miss that. They don't realize that safety is actually extremely sexy for a wife. Yeah. So that's yeah, the second a, piece. Of, go there's ahead. A big, there's a big difference in the way men and women feel safe or unsafe in the world. Huge. Mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but they cut yeah. you off. I'm sorry. Please continue. No, no, no. I'm curious. I, I almost want to hear more about that. I just know as a man, as a married man and to, to a woman, of course, that uh, not of course, but to a woman that uh, places where I walk in the street at night in a dark street for me is no problem. And she can feel unsafe. You know, that's like yeah. a simple example. But it, yeah, it's different. That's right. That. I feel like Which, her, her relationship to fear yes. is deeper than mine. Yes, that it's so good. It's so true. And it's almost like a man has to trust that because like a lot of men are like, I never physically harmed her. So she was never physically unsafe in our marriage. But the truth of the matter is if a husband has pressured her for sex, that has caused her to feel unsafe. Yeah. It's caused her to feel like she has to guard herself. She has to protect herself rather than wholeheartedly give because she knows this man is going to appreciate and be grateful for everything that she gives. So then she's going to give more. But I love the point that you make is he's kind of got to trust that she, that this is real for her. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. To, to, to trust it and to really understand it, that when she doesn't feel safe, she closes up. Yes. When she closes up, that's the opposite of sexy. That's not yes. what would want would make her to come towards him and to be so vulnerable. Yes. Sex is very vulnerable. Good sex. Yes. 
Yeah, exactly. That's right. That's right. And, and married sex is vulnerable to a different degree than dating, you know, outside of marriage sex is that's not, everyone's kind of putting on a show. They're, they're, you know, they're faking all the different things, but when it's actually a marriage, actually in a commitment, it's vulnerable. Yeah. It's real. So, yeah. I even believe that it gets more and more vulnerable as sex gets better as, as in, in, in a committed mm-hmm. relationship. We are actually, we feel safe enough to get more vulnerable, to be more ourselves in a sense. Yes, and fear that's re- right. Rejection or, you know, all sorts of fears that come up when, when we're vulnerable this way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I so agree. Absolutely. Yeah. So was there a third? Uh, yes, there is. <laughs> yeah, yes, there is. Wholeheartedly cherished. So that is really the romance, the surprises, the dancing in the hallway. It's the really making her feel like she is the apple of her husband's eye. And again, that is just so sexy for a woman to be like, wow, he's thinking about me. that's what you want your wife to be feeling. And that draws her towards a husband and filling up him the way that he receives it. Yeah. The apple in her husband's eye. That's beautiful. Mm. So men are hearing that and let's say they understand that. (laughs) And men tend to be practical beings. Yes. What's next? How do I make her feel unique? How do I make her feel safe? How do I make her feel wholeheartedly cherished? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I think one, one thing that's counterintuitive, but I'd like to go into what I talk about is kind of the difference between masculine and feminine sex, which I think is very important for men to understand is that masculine sex is really, you know, the fierce, the powerful, the adventure, the seduction, the visuals, the, you know, all the stuff that, you know, I, I don't agree with pornography, but because it's outside of, of marriage of a commitment, but it's that stuff is kind of what men are drawn to. It's really the stuff that we see in the, in films also, even like PG 13 films, because men are the ones that are directing and editing 96% of top, the top grossing films are by men. Mm. So that's our understanding of sex. A lot of times, like this is what sex is, is what we understand men are interested in. Um, but what I talk about is feminine sex is slow and even meditative and spiritual and very focused on the senses and even focused on the emotions and may not even culminate in orgasm, like, but still is sexual, very intimate. And so with this whole different picture of sex, what I invite men to think about is when you are thinking about your sexual relationship with your wife, and when I talk about your sexual relationship, that means anything that you all do that you wouldn't be okay with your wife doing with someone else. Like that's, that's intimacy, all of it. So whether it's making out, whether it's, you know, actual intercourse or all the activities in between, that's, that's intimacy. That's making love. So, you know, is a husband really focused on the masculine stuff? Is he focused on, you know, giving her spank in the, in the kitchen or, you know, like grabbing her breasts or those kinds of things? Like that's very masculine. So it's not necessarily going to draw a woman to to intimacy, if she doesn't reciprocate that or laugh about that or excited about that, then practically speaking, my encouragement is to go through a process where you let her really enjoy the feminine type sexual experiences, really like healing in a lot of ways. 
and really pull back from a lot of the masculine stuff. So again, it sounds counterintuitive, but the more he pushes her to do stuff she's not comfortable with, the less she's interested in going towards the masculine type sex. I don't think masculine type sex is bad. Don't mishear me. I think that's great and good and positive and women can enjoy it as well. But naturally speaking, that's not where she's starting from. She's not going to start enjoying it that way. So you asked for practical. Practically speaking, I would say think about a journey that you're, you're taking. Think about a timeline that you want to heal your wife from maybe her being hurt by a husband who's been pushing, who's been kind of forcing, who's been guilt tripping, who's been arguing with her about sex. You need to heal that because that's, that's hurt now. Um, there's a wound there. And so to do that, think about like, where are you? Zero to 10 on her freedom and sex. If she's not between eight and 10, then you've got a process to heal it. So the first step is really pulling back on any kind of masculine type sex, pull back on giving her spank in the kitchen, pull back on grabbing her, pull back on any kind of guilt tripping or arguing or direct kind of, I'm not satisfied with our sex life. That kind of conversation just isn't going to make her go towards sex and go forward on the gratitude, on the thanking her for where she is, what she did for you yesterday, thanking her for the the wonder of who she is and really focusing on those first two, the who is she in a unique woman, complimenting her on the uniqueness thing, giving her specific compliments that are really focused on those other keys. Yeah, yeah. I agree with so many things here. <laughs> awesome. I, 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 let me start with, I love that you say masculine and feminine and not uh, about men and women because I do believe that men can and enjoy uh, feminine sexuality very much. Agreed. Yes, yes. And learning from porn is, oh my God, no, this is like hyper-masculine, unhealthy masculine, and immature masculine. Mm, mm, and mm. yes, masculine sexuality is fun and can be fun in the right time, with the, in the right moment when there's enough connection and we've done enough of the mm. feminine connection, intimacy. Yeah. Stuff first, for sure. Yeah. And that makes the whole um, sexual encounter longer and more pleasurable for both partners. Yes, it's true. Mm -hmm. And I also love what you said about dropping the conversation about unsatisfied, how unsatisfied I am with sex, because criticism yes. doesn't help. Right. <laughs> so many of us, we try to change things. We try to change things that we don't like by, 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 by criticizing them. But that really doesn't create the change that we're after. I find right. that gratitude and complimenting the positive change when it happens, that works much better. Yes. Not yes. only for women. Right. <laughs> for humans. Yes. Yes. We want to go towards something that we feel we're winning. You know, yeah. we want to go towards something that we feel like we're good at. And so that's what you want your wife to feel. You want her to feel like she's good at sex. She's winning. She's doing awesome. She's blowing your mind. She's just, she's wildly wonderful in sex. And if you make her feel like that, then a husband really gets to enjoy her feeling more confident and going towards it. Yeah. Confident people are sexier. Mm, yes. When you make your wife confident, 
she will get even more confident. She will come yes. towards you even more and sex will be much more pleasurable and free. Yes. Yeah, and I noticed on your website, you talk a lot about uh, intimate freedom. I forget that the, how do you, did you call it? I'm sorry. Yeah, freedom yeah. and intimacy. Yeah, yeah sex, sexual freedom and freedom and mm. intimacy. Let's talk a little bit about what freedom here in this context mm-hmm. means. Yeah, yeah. So when I work with husbands or wives, I mean, I think that the the biggest thing that you know, men are really wanting as a, as an engaged wife, a woman who, you know, is, is happy to share her, her visuals and, and variety and all this, but it really does take her to get through a lot of things. So, you know, some of the major hangups that, that women are dealing with is feeling like her body's not good enough. I mean, that's one of the biggest hangups for women. And I think men don't realize that that's such a big deal. But, you know, our society says women need to look a certain way. And you really can't even look at an advertisement without being like, okay, women have to be in this proportion and this thing. Otherwise, they're not beautiful or they're not sexy. And so in your wife's mind, you know, speaking to the listener here, obviously, it, but in, in a wife's mind, she's constantly thinking about, you know, is she is she beautiful? And is is she desirable to... Her husband and you know when she's naked is she still beautiful to him and um, and so if she feels like she's battling with this I'm not good enough the best thing a husband can do is just in a constant way just assume she's insecure in that way if she's not free in sex if she's not you know giving generously visuals it's because not because she doesn't like him it's not because she's not happy with their marriage necessarily? Maybe. I mean, we've talked about some of those things, maybe, but a huge piece is insecurity. Mm-hmm. Just assume she's insecure, which hopefully that'll give you some grace to say, oh, she's insecure. I'm insecure. We're all insecure around sex. How do I make her feel more comfortable? How do I tell her she's she's good enough? She's doing a great job. She's making me happy. So yeah, so that's a big piece of it is is sexual freedom really requires her to feel very accepted for who she is, even right now. Yeah. Can you give too many compliments? Um, so what I usually suggest is for men to do two things. One is they really need to be genuine. And so some men are like, well, I don't really have too many genuinely good things to say about my life. So my encouragement is to start a practice of writing out 10 things you're grateful for every morning mm-hmm. and three of those be specifically about your wife and, mm-hmm. and try to make them different every day. And, uh, but very specific, what you're grateful about for who she is very uniquely her. So then you've got language for it already. So it's easy because you've already noticed something that you're grateful for about. So when you compliment her, it's genuine. This is not you trying to make up some scripted thing. It's like, I've been thinking about this. My wife's amazing. You know, you naturally just go towards that. And so the question you asked was, can you give too many compliments? I think that when you're changing a marriage culture, it's going to be awkward at first, no matter what you do, (laughs) you know? When we're trying something new, we're going to feel silly. We're going to feel awkward. We're going to feel uncomfortable. But what people usually find is that, yes, the wife might be weirded out at first. She's like, this is just this is fake. You're over the top, whatever. Some women feel that way. But I love the quote. I, I tweak a little bit. It, it comes from Aristotle that says, um, you are who you continually do. 
uh, sorry, you are what you continually do. Character then is not an act, but a habit. Mm-hmm. And I think that if we think about who we are is just who we just keep being over and over and over again, she's going to get used to it and she is going to like it. Who doesn't like someone that's hanging out genuinely appreciative of who you are? Yeah. Eventually, she's going to be happy about it. So right. I, I suggest usually three compliments a day to get started and we just see what goes from there. Yeah, three is not a lot, actually. And, and I feel that when people say this is weird or this is not authentic, it's just because they're not used to it. Mm-hmm. It's not natural. Doesn't mean it's not natural. Natural is what you've, is, are the habits you've created in yourself. And when we change a habit, at first it feels weird. But after some yes. time, we get used to it. It becomes a habit and it's natural. Yes. And it's just who we are. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Beautiful. So you're a... Can you be a godly woman and be passionate? Yes. For sure. For sure. So what I think is so helpful about thinking about the difference between masculine and feminine sex is because a lot of women think feminine sex is really the only way to be godly and sexual. And a lot of men are unsatisfied with a sex life that's only including feminine type sex. Mm-hmm. And so what I think is very helpful for men and women to both understand is that you're, you think good sex are different things. Um, so for men, good sex is all that fierceness. And for women, good sex is, is passion and slow and, uh, and peaceful and calm. So when we think about, you know, from my worldview, God designed sex, everything we see in any type of sex was God's idea first, and it's supposed to be within the confines of a committed relationship, which all the freedom can happen because there's no risk. Um, This is the safest person in the world. Like if you have these other pieces set up in the confines of your marriage, if safety is, is all in your marriage, then... You can be free. You can be fierce. You can be slow and passionate. You can be all of those things. So I think that, you know, unfortunately, X-rated type material has really tainted a lot of people's perception of of what's okay in sex. Because if it reminds you of that X-rated stuff, then it must be sinful. But the truth of the matter is, no, the X-rated stuff stole it from God's idea of what passion and fierce sex is. It was God's idea first. It was supposed to be a really wonderful playground between a husband and a wife uh, doing really fantastic things. Not all the time. It doesn't have to be every, every experience. It doesn't even have to be you know, every week. But that's the uh, you know, amusement park in your own bedroom. You don't have to be including anyone else. Um, and when it's in that framework, it's, um, I believe that's God's design uh, mm-hmm. so that a marriage is strong, a spouse is strong, a family is strong. They can weather the storms of life because the thing that keeps them glued together is this fantastic, wonderful experience between them two. Yeah, beautiful. Beautiful, yeah. What about fantasies? You know, men and women have different fantasies and men and men have different, you know, different people Mm, have different fantasies. It's a double question here, actually, or more than Mm -hmm. double, like... (laughs) Is it okay? Should we share our fantasies with each other? Should we actually try to manifest them? How do mm. we deal with this disappointment? Yeah, yeah, good question. Yeah, I think that, um, I think you're right. I think a lot of people 
have fantasies to different different degrees, different types, different you know, some people don't have fantasies, like there's all sorts of variety here. But my my thoughts on it is that when a fantasy is is happening, it's bringing someone else into the marital intimacy. It's bringing another. So uh, assuming, let's say this, assuming the fantasy includes another person outside of the marriage, that would be the assumption. And when that's happening, I would say that's bringing someone else into the experience, even though some people think, well, it's just turning me on. It's just getting me ready or whatever. But I, I, I think that that's uh, diluting the power of the actual marriage experience of actually being present with this partner. You mean when a fantasy comes up while we're making love? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But also outside of it, because it, um, it's kind of drawing your, uh, a person's, it, it, it kind of draws their desire outside of the marriage. So I'm not saying that people don't have them. I think a lot of times it's natural. I think dreams happen. I mean, I think a lot of times it's just, it's just happening. But I think that energy can be redirected to the marriage. Like, okay, I got, had something pop in my head. Like, okay, let's, let me get this to my spouse. Like, let, let me send a sexy text message. Let me, you know, get things prepped for tonight or something where that's redirected energy towards your spouse. To, because again, I don't want to dilute the power of our relationship because you know my mind's thinking about some other person. Now, if the fantasy is about your spouse or you want like to do something with your spouse and it's like maybe a little outside of the box, a little kinky, a little whatever, you don't, you know, that is, um, I think those are very good things to share. Assuming, again, I kind of talked about the zero to 10 range, if if a spouse is free and and you know 8 to 10 i would say if that's a safe place where you know she's sharing her sexual fantasies she feels free to share and and do her own thing then yeah you can say things like i'd, I'd love to try something a little different it's kind of hard for me to share are you okay with me sharing something a little out of the box and then have that conversation and see where she's at with it but keep in mind if she's below an 8 in terms of sexual freedom that might not be something you want to share yet. It might be something that you need to work towards as you grow in safety, as you grow in her feeling known, as you grow in her feeling wholeheartedly cherished. So if she's not at eight yet and I have a fantasy and I made a mistake and shared with her and she doesn't want to do it, she doesn't feel safe enough. Yeah. So, so I get disappointed. And if I hear yeah. what you're saying, it's really up to me to not put my disappointment on her. Yeah. And actually work towards further safety and deeper connection first. Yeah. Yes. Yes, that's right. That's right. You know, one thing that I think is helpful when we think about rejection around sexual intimacy is one of the biggest reasons people are hurt is because of expectations. They had their expectations were up here, you know, high up, and then she didn't meet those expectations and then they feel hurt. But I love uh, a guy named Pete Scazzaro. He talks about expectations have to be a few things. They have to be conscious. They have to be spoken. They have to be realistic and they have to be agreed to. And if someone's expectations are up here with this fantasy, it's like, well, maybe they were unconscious. Maybe he wasn't even conscious how high his expectations were, but they definitely weren't spoken or agreed to. And so he's getting hurt, but he doesn't really have a reason to have that expectation. So my encouragement is if he feels like he's, you know, wherever he is on the scale, 
And he shared it with her and she rejected it. Like for future reference, see about having low expectations and approaching it to guard your heart so you don't feel hurt. Like just have low expectations. It doesn't mean you're not hopeful. It just means like, like, I'm just throwing this out here, but you know, we don't have to do it, honey. I'm just thinking about like in your own heart, like it's okay if she says no. So what? So having low expectations, I think guards hearts and also helps you to not feel demotivated to keep moving the ball forward. Beautiful, beautiful. That's, uh, I love the accuracy of it because I, I usually tell men that expectations are not sexy. <laughs> yes. That so they true. close a woman's heart. Yes. And actually, yeah, it can be defined a little better, better the way you just did because it's hard not to have any expectation. Right. But, you know, it's okay to be hopeful and it's okay to try stuff, but also to, to keep your disappointment to yourself. And actually, disappointment closes the heart. Disappointment, there's something that is, um, uh, what's the word, blaming in it. Mm. And yes. other, under disappointment, there are different feelings and it would be beautiful to share those feelings, whatever comes up, the fear or the pain or the mm. hope or whatever is underneath the disappointment because disappointment means I'm hurting and it's because of you. Mm. That's not really right and not mm-hmm. sexy. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Wow, great stuff. Awesome. So, Bella, we're getting close to ending uh, this uh, interview. Where can people find you? You do yeah, so many absolutely. good things. Where, where, where can the people find you? <laughs> Thank you. Yes. So um, my website is Delight Your Marriage. And, um, you know, I talked about this uh, essential intimacy framework. And I would love to, you know, give your audience some more just clarity around some of the things that we talked about. So there's a free download if they go to delightyourmarriage.com slash framework. Mm-hmm. And then they can get that download. And yeah, and then the podcast is linked up on that uh, delightyourmarriage.com. And I'd love to have them listen if, if you know, some of these things rung true for them. Beautiful. Yeah, I really recommend your podcast and your uh, online things that you have on your website. And we'll put links in our show notes to places that can find the, the things that you do. And Thank you. Yeah, thank you. This was great. So many practical, so much practical wisdom. Thank you so much. Oh, awesome. Thank you so much, Shaka. I really appreciate it. All right. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye.